The Carmichael Dave Show. He's on the microphone when he's not on the microphone. He's playing a song, and when he's not playing a song, he's on the microphone, and then boom! With Jason Ross. No, he didn't! Yes, he did! Call or text at 916-339-1140. It's the Carmichael Dave Show with Jason Ross on Sacktown Sports. Big games this weekend. Good cookies is coming in. Humble cookies is coming in. I Woo! thank Let's you. Let's go. Let's go. Let's kick it. Let's kick it. Let's Sean. kick it. Let's yeah, Seanzo. Jason Ross, Carmichael Dave, Chris Verlod. And on a Friday fun and games Friday. Oh yeah. That's why that's how they go. <laughs> Yeah, Jason Ross, uh, formerly of CBS Radio. Uh, Carmichael Dave, are you prepared for a new game today? Oh, uh, I'm. I I I don't know how to answer that because I can't prepare for something I don't know. Oh, excellent answer. Okay, but I'm I'm always ready for new frontiers. Are you? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. Yeah. New game. Get ready to sing and juggle. Can I tell you right now? So we have a uh, here's some behind the scenes stuff. Like we have a we have a. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. Okay. Am I allowed to say about things that are happening here that are uh, has it been announced yet? That uh, mm, I don't. I'm gonna say no. I don't even know what you're asking, but I'm gonna say no. Well, like yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Neither so I'm of you guessing do? that it's not announced. No. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> Any things that may or may not in the short future be affecting our station from a level that is above us? No. No, not, not, that's nothing. We don't know anything about that? I don't think so. Okay. I, apparently, you've been told something that we haven't. No, I haven't. I'm the last one to know these things. No, I don't think that's been... I, I, anyway. Okay. Yeah. So... I was just, All I was going to say... You. All I was going to say is this. If... If anyone of any influence, I feel like, ever came in and was like, hey, <laughs> um, this Friday fun and game stuff, it's not really, it doesn't really have a place in the sports show. You got to get rid of it. Like, weirdly enough, I feel like that would be a deal breaker for me at this point in my career. I you walk? Get, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't, I'm not that guy that's like, do it or I walk. I've never done that. But I, Maybe. Feel, <laughs> I feel like at this point, I'd be like, mm, I'm sorry. That's not that's not going to work. Or would you do the opposite and say it's four hours of Friday funny games? Honestly, yes, yeah. probably more than likely. That's yeah. what it would be. Just be like, let's the the whole Friday will now be known as funny games. Yeah, <clears throat> and we'll just probably break. taking away the surprise of that Friday in July when that's the plan. Yeah, <sighs> dang it! Like yeah. just a whole like all the funny games. Yep. Because I feel like this. Like, <laughs> I honestly think that like in July we could we could actually do a best of. But have it be four hours of Friday fun and games from the year. Yeah, probably. Just pre-recorded. Yeah. Stuff that we've already done. Everybody can play along. And four hours of trying to do hit the post with Watkins. Yes. Yes. He loves that he game. He does. 
Get ready today, Chris. He gets cold sweats thinking <laughs> that is a possibility. I think I mentioned it one time at a media meal in, at the Kings game. He's like, oh, no, I, we're not doing it. I'm like, it's okay, we're not. Do you think that results from like his like he he's his lack of knowledge at how the beginning of the songs go or is it a combination of a bunch of stuff? Everything. Yeah. I think it's more of Chris gets into his head a lot. Yes. Yeah. And he wants – he tries very hard to be – when he gives like an opinion, he wants to be correct. I remember – Early on, working with him, when we're doing like one of those, oh, draft your team or whatever, yeah, and like before it even happened, because I saw where it was going, I'm like, Chris, you got to be in and out. You have to make your quick decision. <laughs> you can't think right? about it. It does not matter if you are right or wrong. This right? isn't a real thing. We're just, we're, it's just for fun. And then when we get into it, oh man, I got a real hard time thinking about it. <laughs> I mean, you know, he wants to do well. I appreciate yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I appreciate that. There's like the two sides. There's a you really want to do well. Yeah. And like, I don't care. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Which is where I fall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I'm kind of more like that too. Just nah, nah, nah. Um Also I wonder if it's a thing where if you uh I, I wonder if that's fun for any because Jay Mars and I had fun with that, but part of that is we have we have a music background. Yeah. I wonder if for like some the layperson who has never introed songs before. If that, like, like, we explained it. I remember Alan looking like, what, how would right. you do, like, what's a post? Yeah, I think it was, yeah, he was fretting it and he hadn't even done it yet. And I think that's something that honestly, I think a lot of people could do, but maybe on the surface, just the idea of saying, hey, you have to, off the top of your head, fill 15 to 60 seconds sometimes of, inane banter and you have to finish it when the song starts yeah and i was giving you a topic and we had yes we had like to make it topical topic, kind of yeah yeah i feel like i feel like that that is a lot of stuff going on in someone's head where maybe yeah. it might be a little intimidating i mean you know you want to do well i like i i like that uh the pride yes yeah i i i enjoy um that game, but also I'll admit, like the hackles are definitely up yeah. a little bit for it. Well, it is not that game. It's not that game. Yeah. And then same thing, kind of with the uh, ABC game. Mm. Like I love that game. Yeah, but but you, anytime you put a clock to something, yeah, then yeah. it's on. Hey, we feel. And better. then once the buzzer goes off, you think of like fifteen other yeah. right. <laughs> or when it's not your turn, you're like, how come you didn't say banana? Hundred yeah. percent. And then uh, who was it? that used to be here, Jeremiah, that would always Zachariah. Zachariah that would always shut like, up. Like I got this. Yeah, he'd be and like, then overbid. Right. <laughs> and he'd say, I get to ten, guys. Like, and you guys are like, go ahead, and he'd come out of the shoot with five in two seconds, and then and then panic. Then Chocaroni, <laughs> like the Warriors did last night. Oh. Wait, you were pretty angry. Were you post-happy? Yeah. Good. Um, no. no, 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 no. I was. I was. Okay, so I was. I was. But it was like... <sighs> did we, one by one. Did we win that game or did oh, the Warriors yeah. lose it? No. No, no, no. Like, why did Kevin have to miss those free th- Like, was that really necessary, Kevin? Was yeah. it really necessary? Could you argue, uh-huh. and maybe I'm guess, saying this is for me, could you argue that missing the second one helped? Yes. The first one did not. No, it did not. The second one, I understand. Because then it, it, not that it forced the Warriors into the, hey, we're not going to call a timeout. It's a little bit of a scramble mode. But they just were, it, it just was a little bottled up. And he has to get credit, too, because yes. it was his help defense at the Absolutely. end that came over that, that forced the turnover. Yeah, he had a good game. 
He did have a the really key pass good game. to Sabonis for the go ahead hoop. Very, very, very good game. Just a lot of little things he did. Yep. Um, and there were some shots where there was the one three he took in the final minute, um, and I literally said out loud, "Come on, Kevin, let's go!" Like I wanted him to yeah. hit that so bad, uh, and I think it was back rim. Um, and Harrison, whoa, what's what? He needs at? to be on display. He, he's, he, if you want to hand him over, no, not him. He's got to be back there. Oh, where is oh, Harry? Where is Harry Barnes? I mean, let's front and center him. Oh, come God. on. Oh, oh wow. wow. De'Aaron was good. Sorry. Actually, Malik needs to come down for today, just yeah. for today. All right, we're going to bring down Malik. Yep, sorry, Malik. You're going down. Niners have to stay up. It's a big weekend. Yeah, Niners will stay up, but what we'll do okay. is we're going to put... Oh. Yeah, well, here, look. This yeah. is like Dave's Sports Illustrated wall. It kind of is. Yeah. So we're going to put half... So we have half the Niners yeah, on the left side for those that are... Yeah, but we should have... Yeah, we don't know about Devo. Yep, that's right. Good. So like his 50, face, 50, so you yeah. know, yeah, you uh, know it's him. Okay, Harry. Yeah, Hi. for sure. Okay, prominent. Prominent. Um, Malik comes down. Fox, Keegan, Keegan, Sabonis, Herder. We got room for like maybe two more. Fox is pretty good. Fox is good. Yeah, he and, goes up on the board. And he was talking to the media last night. He was old Fox. Yeah. Like, he was he was yeah. having some fun. All right, so Fox. I'm good with that, unless you want one more. You know what? I It's like Kevin never goes up there. Okay. I feel like. Reward, he had a double-double. Yeah. He had the key pass. Yeah, I know he missed the free throws at the end, but uh, overall, this game was overall, good. Overall, very good game. Yeah. And these are two guys that uh, didn't have the best playoff series. Barnes and, and Herder. So, yeah, you feel like you're rewarding them by putting them up. And the other guys will have to wait their turn. And maybe they'll have a great game against Dallas, and we rearrange the order. Sorry. just kinda... Make sure Barnes is middle. He's prime time. Yeah, the problem is, is they can't all fit. Uh. Well, all right. There you go. Now Debo is like 10%. All right, well, we'll change it if Papa tells us more. Like... De'Aaron is kind of looking over Harrison's shoulder like, yeah. I will feed you the ball. Right. Kevin is like, I missed the free throws. But, in but the remember end, me, what I did. What What about my help defense? Yeah, and Barnes is flexing. like Barnes is like, yeah. <laughs> 39, yo. What is it, 71 points? A Bump your bro- <laughs> what? What? <laughs> uh-huh, okay. I like the other one. Yeah, bump your Bump your booty out there, brother. Bump your booty out there, brother. Kitty, kitty. Bump your booty out there, brother. <laughs> Wait, what was that? Hold on here. <laughs> Not entirely sure the context of that. Don't I can care. give you context. Could you? Yeah. It was Hello Kitty night last night. Oh. And G-Man used to always do that when he was talking about the Kings coming up to play the Bobcats. And so he'd do the here, kitty, kitty, kitty. Kitty, 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 kitty. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> gonna get old ever. Uh-uh. The call, uh, honestly, we're not that far away from a G-Man animal soundboard. The G-Man Zoo. Do you think we could maybe get him to do like a couple of barks? Yeah, a meow. Kings need a dog, and he just starts barking. Steve's our dog. Good morning, Steve. Morning. Thanks for taking my call. I just. I got a question for you guys. I mean, watching Harrison Barnes over the last two games, I mean, he's playing out of his mind like like an all-star. 
And I see this guy's portfolio over the years. Um, you know, he's the MVP of the NBA Finals with the Warriors. And here, you know, he starts off 17 points a game, then goes two months, average about 10 or 11. And it just seems like at times he just goes to sleep and fades into the background. And it seems to me if the Kings are really going to get to the next level, a guy like him has to be much, much more consistent. And I'm just wondering from your all's perspective, what's going on? Why, why are guys like Fox and Sabonis able to bring it every night and sometimes a guy like Harrison Barnes, who we know can bring it, just doesn't? It's the same way with Herder. I mean, is there so, is there a, is it, do we need sports psychology? Do we need something with the schemes and the way they're approaching? Is this a, a team chemistry thing for deferral? What, what do you guys think are the, are the underpinnings of why – Guys like like Barnes and, and Herter are just so up and down. Thanks, Steve. I, I think it's different between the two of them. I think Herter, he's either making shots or missing yeah. shots, but and, he, he's going for it. And he's always shooting, yeah. He's always Barnes, shooting. there's an aggression, aggression question. Aggression, que- aggression question. What's your function? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know because 71 points in two games, and then we can go back and he had like 16 points over four games uh-huh. you know, earlier in the month. I don't know. I'd love the question. Like, are they running more plays for him? Is he finding more openings? Is this a situation where the Warriors decided to let Barnes beat them and then they adjusted and he still beat them? Um, But didn't these two feel different without the exception of the results? Obviously, he scored a ton of points. Yes. But he took 20 and then 24 shots yesterday. 12-3. Like, I know they say they don't run any plays for him. He went and got the ball. They threw it to him. He attacked. Like, I, I don't know that... Um, it was that much of a grand scheme difference, but then you're like, no, Harrison's going to go. And he went and he attacked people. He was doing fadeaways, one foot step backs over yes. clay. I'm like, and he was making everything. Um, I always say that's why they have averages, yeah. but I feel like we'd be better off if Harrison hit the average of whatever he is about 11 to 12 a game yeah. as opposed to 30 and then two. Um, yeah, he's, he's been odd, but I love the version we've seen lately. Well, there's one. The most logical answer is one of two things. Uh, Mike Brown and friends are basically through instruction from the front office or at least a conversation saying, let's showcase this guy. Mm -hmm. And or Harrison Barnes is like, I don't want to get traded. So I I don't find it at all a coincidence that Harrison Barnes has scored 71 points in two games as we get closer to the trade deadline. Yeah. For one reason or the other, either he's trying to play himself here or he's trying to play or they're trying to play him out of here mm-hmm. and be able to say, Hey, look, this is what this guy can do. That That is the ultimate showcase. Yeah. And going back to those games, you know, what was the one where I said, do they get a, a tax write off yeah. for playing him? Well, maybe they've been trying to showcase him and, and now he's doing his part. What I'm going to enjoy today. I'm already enjoying it. And I just want to tell people to stop. Stop, please. Stop it. The people that are like, oh, can't trade him now. Drives me up a wall. Guys, other GMs get paid too. You can't look at two performances from a guy you've been killing all year for good reason and be like, well, he's doing well for us. Now we can't trade him. No, that's when you trade the guy. Mm -hmm. If that's what you're going to do. I'm not advocating to trade Harrison Barnes, although I think if there's an upgrade, you do it. But I'm saying it's it's always funny to me when 
we as fans, when the guy is sucking, oh, oh, you know what? Let's take these four guys that are sucking for us and let's pile them together for one really yeah. good guy. The other team will super go for that. Yeah, I would say, too, if anything of these last couple games for Harrison and really for the team, I mean, the starting five was great. Yeah. It you can't get tricked if you're Monty and Wes or whatever your plan was before yesterday or the day before or the last week. It shouldn't change, but they played so well that you go, that's what they look like when it's right. Now, Barnes hasn't been this. Herder hasn't been this. No. So it, it, don't, it I wouldn't say it confuses it, but you're like, okay, my eyes didn't fool me last year. And Correct. I thought this could be a top four team. Right. Well, they look like it a little bit more in the last couple of games. The, but it doesn't mean, oh, it's all fixed. No. Like, everything's good. The worst thing you can do is get caught in the day-to-day. Right. You have to look at the whole picture. Yeah. Look at who did and didn't perform in the playoffs last year. Look who's been up and down this year. Yep. Look, and you know what? If they're doing great right now, it sh- if you were a don't-trade Harrison Barnes guy before, stick to it. Yeah. If you were a trade Harrison Barnes stick guy, to stick to it. Yeah. Don't let this stuff fool you. And and. The whole trade Harrison people quiet. You know, if you're going to quiet down because of two games, then come on, man. Like, enjoy what he did. Enjoy what he yeah. did. And if you want him, great. Hey, Chris, we got a break, man. We're way over schedule. Come on, you got to do better than that. We'll take a break when we get back. <laughs> Leading off. Break. <laughs> I wish you guys had heard that. You should have done that on the air. Chris been trying to get us a break for five minutes. Kings Warriors, the NBA All Star starters announced, and uh, ah, a different Falcon going with a different coach. We'll talk about that. Leading off next. Let's do it. Leading off the three top stories in the morning. Huge news. This is very important. Here's cut number one. Tell me there isn't some pressure on the shoulders of Red Velvet, the man who wears number nine, who wears the white headband. Nervously pacing, waiting to get position. Warriors milking the moment. Everybody standing, roaring. Now ready for the second attempt. It's 134-133. This one up the heel. No good. But Herter almost had the rebound. He lost it. It's grabbed by Thompson. The stage is set for a buzzer-beating Warriors victory. Here's Steph Curry. Five seconds to go. Hounded by two defenders. Chased. Ball knocked loose by Fox. It's all over. Fox grabs it. He doesn't even have to score. Time runs out. The Kings escape with a 134-133 victory. And it was their defense in the final second. Even the G-Man. He sensed it. It was what we were all, maybe not all, most of us were thinking. Oh, you missed both free throws. Here it is. And honestly, I wasn't even convinced it would be Curry. I, yeah. I could 100% see Curry as a decoy. Everyone, what was great is that everyone else stayed put. Yeah. Herder came over to help. And he left Draymond, the perfect guy to leave. Draymond was the one guy yeah. at the top of the key open. Yeah. Uh, How about the last three games they played, right? You had Clay game winner. You yeah. had Malik game winner. And then this one, basically, I mean, Sabonis has the game decider with 20 seconds. But they all came down to the, the last possession. What was the note I saw here yesterday? In the last nine months, the Kings and Warriors have played one of the best first-round series ever. And had three regular season games decided by one point each. Even a preseason matchup had a Steph game winning oh, yeah. three with six left. Like, True. And who's better? That I think I remember saying that last year. I go, whoever wins Game Seven is going to move on. And I go, I'm, you're not going to convince me the Warriors are better or the Kings were better. It was that close. And then you had Fox after the game talking to the media. And he was having some fun. We'll we'll play this clip mm. a little bit later. But he's like, 
This isn't a rivalry. Like, when did we ever say it was a rivalry? I love you. I love you, Fox. It's a rivalry, yeah. dude. If maybe maybe it's not a rivalry. I can't tell De'Aaron Fox or any player it's a rivalry. But it's a rivalry, I think, to a lot of us. I didn't hear that, and maybe I'm not. Hopefully, I'm not spoiling anything. Did anyone ask him who the rival would be then? No, because I mean, I would respect De'Aaron's answer, and that's fine. But who would De'Aaron consider a rival? I, I don't. I think that's a good question. Especially I don't, for him, the only team he's played in the postseason is the Warriors. The one team he's played in the postseason, like, I okay, interesting. Yeah, exactly. We'll have those comments here. Uh, in the next segment. Okay. Cut number two, please. Cut number two. Listen, I am fired up. Raheem Morris was my last defensive back coach. He's just an awesome man, but an amazing X and O coach, understands how to relate with players, and he's been there before. When Dan Quinn was fired, he had an opportunity to coach there. He was the guy that coached both offense and defense in Atlanta. We watched him move to Los Angeles and with the Rams, win a Super Bowl, Bobby Wagner, who will be on the pivot. Ryan Clark fired up yes he is he goes on for a while longer but ryan clark is fired up and in reading some of the background on this it really sounds like it came down to raheem morris and bill belichick and the answer wasn't necessarily um that raheem morris is better than bill belichick it sounded like it was a lot of other circumstances first and foremost raheem morris was with atlanta for i think five years was the interim coach at one point uh was up for the head coaching job uh they went with arthur uh Smith, whatever he was, whoever he was, not Arthur Blank. That's the owner, Arthur Smith. Thank you. Uh, And Raheem Morris has continued to gather accolades around the league as being a phenomenal coach. Interestingly enough, he's worked on both the offensive and defensive sides of the ball, um, has a really close relationship with Arthur Blank. And in the end, it sounded like it came down to, okay, we know who Raheem Morris is. We've got a close relationship with him. He he's a part of the Falcons organization. Bill might maybe Bill's a better coach, mm-hmm. but it sounds like Bill ain't gonna be here that long. He's gonna want control of everything. We don't want to upend everything for Bill Belichick if he's just gonna leave in two years. You know, they have a general manager right now, and there was a lot of talk about what would that GM's role be. My guess is, according to Bill, the GM's role would be like, go scout the people I want you to scout, but yeah. I'm making the final decision. In the end, they went with the uh, the devil they knew, if you will. Not yeah. that he's a devil, but you get my point. They went with the the person they were familiar with. And so Raheem's back in the league as a head coach. We'll see if uh, Belichick gets that opportunity now. It's The uh, teams are, the pool is shrinking. He may, I mean, can you imagine a world where like, he just like, no, everyone's like, mm, oh. yeah, no thanks. You're, you're too, like, yeah. And he goes to the booth, and he's charming. Does that – that would be hilarious. Yeah. Does that mean Raheem Morris getting the Falcons job? Does that mean that Tom Brady won? <laughs> have we have we declared no, that the yet? No, the Pacers won the, the trade. The Pacers won the trade. All yeah. right, cut number three. Cut number three. I mean, I've, I mean, I've exceeded expectations of my career, so – it's just humbling. It's very cool to be able to continue to have accomplishments throughout your career, but um, I've exceeded anything further than what I ever dreamed about that I would be in the NBA. So, and I did that a long time ago. So, you know, everything else is kind of just like extra credit. I'm very, uh, very humbled by still being able to play the game that I love and have these um, accomplishments along the way. 
Kareem, you were amazing, but now I am the greatest of all time. Whoever you thought you were, I am. I am. LeBron Chandling is in a Ricky Henderson. Uh, the first player to be named to 20 all-star teams. Uh, he passes Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He joins the starting five of Jokic, Durant, Doncic, and Shea Gilgis Alexander, who's just beginning his journey. Uh, Giannis Adetokounmpo, Joel Embiid, Jason Tatum, and Damian Lillard, your Eastern Conference All-Stars. Did you miss one? Oh, I got all nine. Okay. All nine. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> Tyrese Alliburton hey. is an Eastern Conference starter. There you go. Well, you know what? If De'Aaron Fox is in the Dork. Eastern Conference, he'd be a starter, too. Yeah, exactly. And then Tyrese went on his Twitter account and was like, just chilling here, realizing I'm an all-star starter. Like, thanks to everybody. And, like, I kept looking for, like, the shot at the king. There was, there was one. You know, like, he didn't play last night. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see how many of his votes came from the Sacramento area. I'll bet a lot. I mean, I'll bet a decent amount. <laughs> I just, I'm waiting for the inevitable. Like, well, Sabonis is the starter. He's not. He's not. We lost the trade. Well, no. Oh, okay. Is two All-Stars better than one? I think so. Okay. By the way, Siakam had a, what was it, triple-double last night? He did. Their first win. Both Siakam and, uh, and then OGN and Obi in, yes. in New York. He has a great Toronto game. Toronto trade, trade the wrong people. Oh, I mean, boy, they they destroyed the Nuggets last night. Yeah, they did. The Knicks did. Yikes. Rocky Mountain Low. Rocky Mountain Low. We'll take a break. Hey, I want to remind you, by the way, on the program today, Brandon Nunes is going to join us at 8 o'clock. He is our Sacramento Kings uh, insider, one of our yeah. Sacramento Kings insiders. Uh, Greg Papa will join us at 9 o'clock as well. Friday fun and games and so much more. So sit back, relax. When we get back, Darren Fox comments on the rivalry between the Kings and Warriors. And I, I, I think a lot of fans might disagree with what he said. Now he's talking. Hmm. And what is he saying? We'll get to that next. The Carmichael Dave Show with Jason Ross. Call or text at 916-339-1140. On Sacktown Sports. Here's Curry in the bank, touch pass to Thompson. His little launch down inside is a little bit strong, no good. Rebound, Sabonis, long lead, Barnes, he steps into a transition three. Harrison Barnes from downtown for the third time in the opening minutes of this ball game. Puts Sacramento on top at 18 to 11. Goes to Harrison Barnes, cross-court feed goes to Davion Mitchell. Pocket pass to Sabonis. Two defenders inside, and Sabonis scores with a left-hand rip. Good power play, a little bully ball there on the part of Sabonis to make it 55-50. Sacramento on an 8-2 run after the Warriors had taken that one-point lead. Kings shot clock off, have eight seconds to try to get the advantage going to the fourth. Here's Fox, two defenders on him, hooks the pass. They swing to Barnes, corner three. Harrison, the Falcon Barnes has just knocked down another triple. Six of ten from downtown, and we've reached the end of the third quarter. Harrison Barnes has another 32-point ball game. Gets into the paintball, stripped away by Trey Lyles, and it's grabbed by Kessler Edwards. Feeds it ahead to Kevin Herter. Sets it up. Alley-oop! And the throwdown is coming from 
Malik Monk. His first points of the ball game, I believe. Yep, only his second shot attempt. Kaminga under the basket, below us to our left, in front of the Kings bench, puts it in play to Draymond Green. Ball fake inside, finds Kaminga, turns to the rim, rams it down. The last time the Warriors led, it was 48-47 in the second quarter. They've just taken the lead at 133-132. Boy, it's wild. But it's going to be Sacramento ball. 24 seconds to go. 14 on the shot clock. Kings down one. 133-132. Inbounds pass. Fox to Herter in the right corner. To Sabonis. He's open for the power flush. Great cut into the lane by Sabonis. Terrific find by the Kings. Gee, man, what do you think of our show? Boy, it's wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, one more play here. And Steph Curry in the paint below the basket. Inbounds pass. Comes to Kaminga. He drives. He spins. Drop step. Puts up a shot. It's blocked by the Kings, and it's grabbed by Harrison Barnes. I lied. One more play here, right here. Tell me there isn't some pressure on the shoulders of Red Velvet, the man who wears number nine, who wears the white headband. Nervously pacing, waiting to get position. Warriors milking the moment. Everybody standing, roaring. Now ready for the second attempt. It's 134-133. This one off the heel, no good. But Herter almost had the rebound. He lost it. It's grabbed by Thompson. The stage is set for a buzzer-beating Warriors victory. Here's Steph Curry. Five seconds to go. Hounded by two defenders. Chased. Ball knocked loose by Fox. It's all over. Fox grabs it. He doesn't even have to score. Time runs out. The Kings escape with a 134-133 victory. And it was their defense in the final seconds. A block by Harrison Barnes. Missed free throws from uh, Kevin Herter. But the Kings then defended Steph Curry with a two-man blitz that forced him to mishandle the ball, lose control, and Sacramento will walk off a 134-133 winner. Oh, yes. boy. Well, that was pretty good. It was. Now, watching the game, did you feel like it was um, more incredible offense or questionable defense? You're talking about throughout the game? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd have to lean the toward. It was really incredible offense. I, that's what I thought. Like, it reminded me, honestly, of the Clipper game last year where some people were like, oh, if who didn't see it? And saw the score, like, yeah, great defense. Honestly, I thought there was incredible shot making in that Clipper game. Same thing as last night. I mean, look, uh, David, we're talking about the Kings winning, but if we were doing this from a Warriors perspective, they were at home, shot 56%, hit 51% from three, 30 assists, two guys score 30, and they lose. Like, they played really well, too. They, you know, they they did. It was great shot making all night long. (sighs) It was. You know what it was? Uh, it, it, I mean, yes, yes, they they missed those free throws. Yes, yeah, but it was. A, I mean, all in all, it was a great night at the line for the Kings. Yes, there, yeah, yes, there were mistakes. Uh, but it was a great win. And after the game, uh, Darren Fox was asked about the uh, rivalry, if you will, or if he considers this a rivalry. And uh, here's what De'Aaron had to say. The Warriors last year were saying how they don't, they still don't really consider this a rivalry. Do you feel like these games is becoming more of an, a Northern California rivalry between you and the, and the Warriors? Uh, have you asked anybody from our team before? I have you read anything about anybody from our team calling it a rivalry? I think you guys have. Who? No, I, 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 
Well, like I said, I've never called it a rivalry, so. Why would this be a rivalry? They haven't played that far from each other for 20 years. They never played each other in the playoffs. That's why it's trying to be considered a rivalry. I mean, well, and, and you guys we play, are playing better. I would say if we played the Clippers in the playoffs last year and we go to seven games, it's probably considered the same thing because we played them 11 times in one season. So, uh, I mean, just because the amount of games, I don't, I, I don't consider it a rivalry, no. Um, I got to look. He can feel how he wants, but yeah. he, he's wrong. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, I think my, my follow-up would have been, again, if that's – then who? You don't – then you don't There's have There's no rivalries? One. You don't have one. First off, you're both in Northern California, and yeah. he's right. That's It's been that way since yeah. 1985. Right. But that, that – so you have a natural geographic rivalry. I mean, you're, there used to be the Mayor's Cup here once right. upon a time with old Aaron Rudin and uh, whoever the hell the mayor was over there. Um but there's ne- it's never been a true blue rivalry because the teams have not been good at the same time pretty much ever. Then they play in the playoffs, and it's one of the, as, as we were saying earlier, considered by most to be one of the greatest first-round mm-hmm. playoff matchups ever. They play a bunch of times in, the, in, in, in the, the preseason, now the regular season. Every game, it seems, seems to be close. Uh, Draymond Green stomping on, on yeah. Sabonis. Um the connections between the teams, former players, coaches, right. owners, like Mike Brown, Vivek yeah. Ranadiv, exactly. You you have all this, like it. I don't think it has to be Lakers Celtics, right? But and he's right. If it was the Clippers last year, that would be a stepped yeah. up rivalry. But that's not what it was, right? So I put out a couple polls today, um, and we'll update them throughout the show. But number one, how about we put it on the YouTube as well? Uh, you want to put the polls up? Great. Number one, do you consider the Kings and Warriors a rivalry? Okay. Uh, it's early on, but we got about 400 votes in. 63% say yes. Wow. I 37% say no. Then, based on his, you know, De'Aaron's comments, I was kind of curious about this. Who generally takes the lead on establishing a rivalry? Players or fans? A little over 400 votes on this one. 67% say fans yeah. take the lead and i tend to agree with that too it's a little bit more business for the players right. i understand that yeah like if De'Aaron, i mean heaven forbid got traded tomorrow to the grizzlies mm. does he feel oh the warriors like it's different oh, already no. now he's but the fans keep it still the kings and warriors i'm so flipping lately yeah. and, and you know a lot of times players these days you know like like again like De'Aaron's mindset he signed a shoe deal with steph curry's right. brand you know right. after they lost that there are people that would say, "How could you possibly do that?" I just don't think De'Aaron looks like looks at it like that, and I, I don't. You know, that's fine, fine with him, or fine with me. You know, do what he do what he wants. He do what he wants. Yeah, do what I want. Uh, we'll take a break when we come back. Uh, we'll just go around the sports world, including a new hire in Atlanta. Um, kind of an interesting addition to the All Star Game this year. Sounds like might be happening, and we're gonna have Chris uh, Verlaud translate something in soccer to uh, go us here. Yeah, exactly. We'll do all that next. Waking you up with the best in local sports. They just make it interesting, you know? It's the Carmichael Dave Show with Jason Ross. On Sacktown Sports. All right, so on the front page of ESPN this morning was the story of Jurgen Klopp 
He is the uh, manager at Liverpool. Was enjoyed a ton of success there. A ton of success. And he said he's leaving at the end of the season. Chris, uh, for everyone listening, I want you to put this in basketball or football terms. Basketball or football like terms. Jurgen Klopp leaving Liverpool, announcing that he's leaving Liverpool. Is it... It's not Greg Popovich announcing he's no. leaving the Spurs. Uh, is it? I would say maybe Eric Spolstra. Oh, Ooh, wow! Ooh, wow! If he didn't sign that last like contract, okay. If like last season, like hey, at the end of this season, I'm I'm calling it quits. I just don't have it anymore. So that would also mean it's not Bill Belichick leaving the Patriots. No, Andy Reid leaving the Chiefs. I mean. Here's the thing is, in his nine years, they won one Premier League. He won every trophy, which is, like, amazing. And he's had the second most success in England. But Pep at City has just been dog-walking him his entire career. Yeah. So, what did I see? That Liverpool, what did they say? They won their first Premier League title in 30 years under him. That's a pretty big drought. Champions League, they're still uh, uh, they're still going in the Carabao Cup, the FA Cup, Champions League, Europa. I think. Did they win Europa? Like they're still, but no, I'm saying they're still like active, like this oh, year. They're in the Champions League. Oh yeah, okay. He has been the second. If Pep Guardiola wasn't at Manchester City, he'd be the best manager in England. Okay, Jason, my thoughts exactly. How do you think Liverpool will recover? Not well. Not well. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Jurgen Klopp is Eric Spolster leaving Miami. Yeah. That's that's where that's we're. Blow. That's a big. Yeah. That's a big deal. That's why I was on the front page of ESPN. Sabrina Ionescu and uh, Steph Curry were having a little back and forth. That was probably incredibly uh, set up, but I don't care. Uh, and and it it sounds like they're going to face off in a little one on one three point contest at All Star Weekend. And I have questions. Okay. Well, I have question. Number one, from what line? Like, are they going from the NBA or the WNBA three-point okay. line? Okay. I think, I mean, that's or, or, or do they, uh, do they like find one in the middle? Like if, I don't know how far apart they are, but if they're Not like a, that far, but yeah, far enough, I mean, if they're like a foot apart, which I don't think they are, then like, what are they just moving in six inches? I know. Yeah. Yeah. I would think they would have it at each of their sports levels. Oh, so she shoots from the, Ah, I, mean, I didn't think about that. I mean, when Steph was talking to who was it? Uh Pajemski about, you know, asking him, "Do you know who broke the who has made the most three-pointers in an NBA three-point contest?" and it was Sabrina, and you know, they were kind of laughing at that. So, you're thinking of two great shooters, but yeah, why wouldn't she do like I think she should do it at her level and he should do it at his. Interesting. That's my I thought that's where she I broke the record. That makes sense. I didn't think about that. Here was uh, he was mic'd up yesterday. Yo, do you know who holds the record for the most points in a three-point competition? Sabrina. I think I think I gotta bring her out and be like, we gotta sell this once and for all. That's uh, Brandon Podzemski. Podzi. Podzi. 
Uh, that's it. That's Brandon, uh, his agent, his 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 teammate, who's saying he has the same agent as Sabrina. Yeah. So just in case you're wondering for context. Oh, I think I got a challenger. Hell yeah. It'd be lit. Jason Ross, would it be lit? In your opinion? Um, uh, no. Christopher Lodd, would a Steph Curry versus Sabrina Ionescu uh, three point contest be lit? Um, sure. Yeah, it has potential to be, but I would say no off the top. Because? Um, well, one, I don't know. I mean, is that Steph planning the seed, or he already knew they were going to do this? I think He obviously knows he's Mike. Yeah. I don't know. I think Steph is a pretty genuine person. I don't think he... Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, he is, Chris. I I personally believe... I, then again, I think everything's... I think that was... Like, he knows what's up. Okay. So, I don't, I don't know. And then I'm like, well, I don't. I mean, know. I wouldn't be anti. I think three point ah. contests are great. So I, I'd have fun with it. But I just, it, I guess it depends. If one of them blows out the other, which I guess would also be a story. I can't imagine it happening that way. But yeah, yeah. I just hope it would be like good. Yeah, because you know, if Steph like destroyed her, I mean, oh, girls can't play basketball. It's something I wouldn't want to be on Twitter watching. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yes, because no matter what happens, there is going to be a percentage saying this is why yeah. the world is coming to an end. Yeah, exactly. And, and and by the way, if you're going to have a, you know, let's be honest, it, this is a battle of the sexes thing. That's why it would be a big deal. Um, I, I, if you're going to have that, this would be a way to do it. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's a pretty even playing. Field. I yeah. feel it's more of a celebration. Yes. Yeah. No. Great shooters. Yes. But that's not what it's going exactly. to be. It's going to be presented as a celebration. I think a huge chunk of the population would consider it a celebration of two shooting legends. I think a massively larger percentage of the population. I wouldn't say larger. I would say louder. Mm. I think you have, I think weirdly enough, here's something I didn't think I'd, I'd, I'm, on my, I'm on my bingo card today. Christopher Lott, I think you have more faith in people than I do. <laughs> because I think about 75% of the people watching would be like, kick her ass, Steph. Kick her ass. You, you're going with this for all the men. <laughs> I mean, I know where Sacramento is going to be. I, <laughs> I think I do, too. And then I think a lot of the women watching would be like, I think it's a celebration. I want to see two great competitors. But you're going to have these guys that are like, Pound in there. Well, not Bud Lights, I guess. Modellos. Hmm. Like, ah. Hey, I drink Modellos. <laughs> Chris that what, is one of them. I thought that's what everybody switched to when they got mad at Bud Light. I thought they switched to Modelo. Did they? That's yeah, because Modelo became the number one beer in the, in America. That's dumb. I think they're like owned by the same. They are. Corporate. No, they are. <laughs> we're not dealing with, I mean, we're not, when you're boycotting Bud Light, we're not dealing with all the cheese on the cracker here. So they're like, oh, I'm going to drink Modelo. Well, they're also owned by, oh, well, so what? Then Kid Rock's like, bah, what about the whole thing. Uh, Novak Djokovic got ousted from the uh, Australian Open. And Jason, you're a tennis guy. You I were, am. I watched it. It was on the same time as the Kings. You were sad about that. Not sad at all. No? I like Federer, who's not playing anymore. He's, oh, so, <laughs> so you're you're not a... You're not a uh... no, I'm not necessarily an anti-joker, but yeah, it was cool to see someone else uh, defeat him. Was it Sinner? Uh, yeah, which we, we, I hope that's how you pronounce yeah. his name because that's pretty, that's four a, sets. That's uh yeah, four sets. So here's, Semis. here's the, uh, here's the question I have, uh, as, as of right now, 
who is the better? Because Djokovic is number one, right? Who's the better joker? Djokovic. Is Djokovic greater than sign Nikola Jokic? Yes. Okay. Because I don't mean career. Oh. Does that make a difference? Yeah. I mean like who's who's on the better run right now? It, is it close? It's pretty close, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, I think more people would consider uh Djokovic the greatest tennis player of all time. Yes. And they're not there with Jokic. No. At but all. he's he's doing great. But he's on a really good run yep. right now. Okay. Did you or see, the Batman Joker. Also, did you see um did you see Nicole Jokic in the Hotels.com commercial? I I saw that for the, the first pony? time. Yeah. No, the horse. No, he was like talking about like how uh, like this guy's on the bench and Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I it's the first time I've seen him do an ad. Yeah. Clever. Gotta think he shows up. He's just like, Can we just you've got yeah. me for an hour. Exactly. And I'm not gonna do anything silly. Right. I'll, yes, I'll walk in flip flops and say things. Not doing anything else. Because that's kinda like how the commercial looked. We'll take a break. When we return, uh Harrison Barnes spoke after the game, and DeMontis Sabonis had, I think, the best media availability yesterday with a couple of special guests. We'll explain when we come back next.